Ladies and gentlemen, you are worthy of it all day and night. Night and day, you are worthy of it all. Wow. Wow. See, I caught you sleeping there in the beginning. But that's how we're supposed to come to God. We're supposed to come to God in humility, full of love talking to him as if he was right here in the room because he is because he is and then that song started picking up and you started feeling that you were worthy worthy enough to celebrate worthy enough to put a big smile on your face worthy enough to give all your glory and all your appreciation to God because you're here right now you're listening you're seeing you're breathing, you're smelling, you're touching, you're feeling, you're tasting. And you get to give it all to God because he gave it all to you. I mean, is there a better way to end a week? Welcome to episode number 156 of Rise Up here on LFA TV. I am Jeremy Harrell. And we already have a thousand people ready to hear the word of God today. Army Dog says, I'm sorry. Don't feel like talking to anybody. Army, just talk to God. Just talk to God in your heart. You don't have to verbally say anything to us today. We love you, and you are worthy. And definitely worthy of talking to God. What a great way to start today. Bobby said, Jeremy, I cried out my stress. Thank you. I understand the feeling. You know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't cry. How about you? Seriously, I want you to be honest. I'm grateful to be here too, Jeff Hoff. Thank you very much. Jeremy, I need one of those LFA TV shirts. Would be great to wear at the rallies and spread the word of LFA. I know, right? I know we got a limited amount of them. Hopefully I can, if I can afford to buy a whole bunch, I'll take to a rally and just throw them out to people. I cry every day. Thank you, KC, and thank you, Susie Q. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Rumble Ranters. And I don't cry every day because I'm sad. Well, sometimes I cry for because I'm sad for this earth. But I cry 80% of the times every, every, every day because I'm happy. They're tears of joy. They're, they're, they're tears of revelation. Like I, I, like I, God showed me something today, and it made me cry. God gave me something today, and it made me cry. God did something for somebody else today, and it made me cry. Tears of joy. Jeremy Little David says he can't wait to say the Lord's Prayer with you on Saturday. He asked where you will be at the rally. We'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania. We'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
Raphael, thank you very much. The last two weeks. The last two weeks I have been basking in the light of the Lord. More than, more than maybe I ever have in my journey with Jesus since October of 2016. And it's odd being a Christian when you are basking in the glory and the light of the Lord more than you ever have that is when the devil decides to come at you harder than ever Tina Marie thank you so much God bless you I love you thank you so much but the weird part about it is is that I've been attacked from the devil my whole life And I've never been able to handle it properly. You guys ever watch any of the Superman movies, whether it be the 80s Superman movies with Christopher Reeves or whether it was the early 2000s Superman with Brandon Ruth or whether it was the, you know, teens, the 2000 teens, which was Henry Cavill. How many of you have ever watched any of the Superman movies? Because if you have you'll notice that when somebody shoots bullets at Superman, they just bounce right off him. Thank you, newbies girl. God bless you. They just bounce right off of him. In the Superman movie with Brandon Ruth, a bullet shot slow motion and it hit his eyeball and basically just crunched and fell to the ground. That's how I feel these last two weeks. I feel absolutely bulletproof. From anything the devil's shooting at me. Now I'm not bragging. Well kind of bragging for the Lord. Not for myself. Yeah Smallville. Great. Uh, also great. Smallville was also great. But that's how I feel. I feel so incredibly in tune with the Lord these last two weeks. But at the same time I'm watching attacks come at me. More than they ever have. And they're not hurting me. I think that's the definition of the armor of God. Onward, Christian soldier. You wear the armor of God now. You wear the armor of God now. Oh, wretched man says, I feel that too. Empowered. How many? Look, I want to I uh, read the description of today's show, if I may. Today's show, as I said, we can't even predict the weather. Now, there's a reason I wrote that today. But let me get into the description. I said, we can't even predict the weather. And all of our science changes every decade from what we knew previously. The Bible predicted things hundreds and thousands of years in advance that have always and will continue to be right on target. To what is, what has, and what will happen. How can we, as people, dismiss something so accurate 
and try to replace it with our own technology and or our own ways of doing things. That sounds a lot like Lucifer to me, Luciferian. I said, let's discuss this today. So if we know that the Bible is the most accurate piece of information on the planet, bar none, then we know how to live everlasting life, live forever, infinity with God. We know how to withstand the devil here on earth. We know how to win, win, win. And we know how to move forward the kingdom of heaven because it tells us in there, why would we listen to anything else? And the minute you start following what it says in there and stop listening to the things of the world is the minute that you can be bulletproof to. Mama B says, Jeremy, the enemy for the past two months has been trying to get hard, trying so hard to get at me through my family. And all these circumstances hitting us, all these circumstances hitting us, but it's been backfiring in his face. And it's because I listened. Isn't it just, it's it's that incredible. I listened. I listened and obeyed. That's it. I have the worst life. I'm so depressed. Everything bad happens to me. Everybody in my family's dying. Disease and sickness is coming to my life. All you had to do was listen and obey. That's it. Listen and obey. And all that goes away. Or at least your perspective of it all goes away anyway. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Little David, we're going to be praying right along with you, my friend. Please remove your hats. And in Jesus' name, let's go to our Father in heaven. Father, God in heaven. What an awesome God you are. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. Boy, do you reign. You reign. You make it rain. You're with us. You're not against us, and you never forsake us. What an incredible dad. What an incredible father. God, we love you. Yahweh, we love you. Adonai, we love you. El Shaddai, we love you. We do not deserve any of the greatness that you provide for us, but you give it to us anyway. You never call us names. You never make us feel bad. Why do we run from you? All we have to do is listen and obey. So today, Lord, we ask that you help us weigh on the, have the Holy Spirit weigh on our heart to listen and obey to stuff that we've just been putting aside. We don't want to put you aside, Lord. We aren't hoarding you for a day that we want to bring you out and use you. We want you every day. We want you a part of our lives every day. We want you in every decision. We want you holding our hands and giving us hugs and telling us, thank you for listening and obeying. Today, Lord, be with us. Pray for everyone watching. Pray for everyone listening. Their lives will be touched and blessed as mine has. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know. I don't know where we go. The great thing about being a Christian is we have GPS, God's protective services, right? Now, here's the thing about the GPS.
and your earthly way of thinking, your earthly perception is you want to control everything. The flesh wants to control everything. That comes from Lucifer. He wanted to control everything. Lucifer did not want to depend on God. So we create our own version of technology, our own GPS. We follow that, no problems. We listen to that. We have more faith as a human race in the technological advancement of what we know as GPS then we do God who's always right. We have more faith in our meteorologists who can never even get the weather right in a seven-day advance. But we don't put faith in God's word that had a 700-year advance and told you exactly what was going to happen, and it did. And it did. Why do we put so much faith and stock in man-made religion, technology, Lessons, advice, suggestions. Why do we do this? Why do we believe a scientist, a professor, a lawyer, an, ex- an expert? Why? Why? But we won't believe in God. We won't believe in what he says. We won't listen and obey what he says. We won't go through the Bible page by page. We won't go through Proverbs. Proverbs gives you all the answers. Proverbs alone will give you the answer to everything you've ever had a question for. It'll tell you exactly how to live. But yeah, we put our stock in a weatherman. I want to go to the verse of the day today. Because I didn't write much in the verse of the day other than the verse itself because there was no need. So let's do that now. Verse of the day today is titled exactly what I said. We can't even predict the weather. <laughs> How lame are we? And we think we've got all the answers? Not even close. Please listen and listen very carefully, okay? And share the video. Yesterday we had 1,600 people watching. Let's get that back. Good morning and happy Friday. As the world continues to rot in its iniquities, we, Christians, are thriving, shining, and growing. Growing strong in the light of the Lord. Do you feel it? Do you feel a massive shift taking place lately? Now, I don't know where it goes or what is to come, But that is the beauty of faith. We don't have to know where we're going. We don't have to control what's next. We don't even have to know anything about the future. Because we have GPS. We have built-in GPS. God's protective services. And they're guiding us exactly where we need to go. And I have no worry in the world about where we're headed. None. Not anymore. Done. I'm done with the worry. I'm done with the agonizing uh, threat of what happens next. Who cares? Whatever happens next is temporary. It's heaven that we should be focusing on. And we know what happens there because the Bible tells us.
Yesterday I read from Isaiah 60, 22, I think. I think it was. I can't remember exactly. But today I'm reading from Isaiah again. Not because I said, well, I'm already in Isaiah. I might as well read from Isaiah. No, because the Lord gave me a message to give to you today. 700 years before Jesus. Written in the scriptures that we know today as Isaiah. Now, this is going to be a long scripture reading. We're going from verse 2 all the way to verse 12. But you need to understand how exactly precise, accurate, and bullseye pinpoint amazing the Bible actually is. 700 years before Jesus. Not a seven-day weather advance that we can't get right. Isaiah 53, 2 through 12. Isaiah 53, 2 through 12 says this. And you tell me who you think it's talking about. Pretty precise. Again, 700 years before Jesus Christ of Nazareth was born on this earth. Verse 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. A root growing out of dry ground? What do you call that? A plant coming out of nothingness? What do you call that? Now, if you're thinking maybe that might be Jesus, hold on. We've got a lot more to go. Surely he was born, excuse me, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. I'm sorry. And by his stripes we were healed. What stripes? The lashes? The stripes he earned because of us. And we, all we like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all.
Oh, I'm not done. Again, this was 700 years before Jesus was born. And we can't even get the weather right. Verse 7. It's hard to read, actually. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Think about that. They made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Where was his tomb? Who gave him the tomb? The rich. Nicodemus. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Now I'll read verse 10 through 12. Again, 700 years before Jesus died for us. 700 years before he was even born. Boy, did they get it right. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. This, was, this may be the most powerful verse, verses I have ever read to you. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. That's you. That's me. How do you not cry about that? By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, but he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. That means you. Because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many 
and made intercession for the transgressors. 700 years before Jesus was born, and you mean to tell me that that wasn't talking about Jesus? Of course it was. And then I wrote at the end, we can't even get the weather right with a seven-day forecast, but this prophecy was 700 years before Jesus existed as a human. You tell me who you believe when it comes to where the world is headed. Man, science, history books, or the Bible. Again, we can't even get the weather right seven days out. Let's pray today that Jesus died for our sins to bring us home to heaven. In his holy name, amen. I did not... did not expect that. I read the verse before I even did the newsletter and I didn't cry like that you want to know why because where there are two or more two or more in the Lord's name he dwells there that's where he is he's here with us that's why I'm crying now as I'm reading it anytime anytime I see Jesus being crucified or even read about it makes me want to drop to my knees. Makes me want to just fall down and cry. I'm so sad for him. Now again, yes, you're right. There's something about reading it out loud that hits harder. That's true. Do you have any doubt that the Holy Spirit is with us on Rise Up. Do you have any doubt whatsoever that God is the one guiding this podcast? Especially after today? I don't. And again, these are not tears of sadness. Tears of joy. Tears of why are you doing this for me? I am nothing. I am nobody. But that song that I played in the beginning of this show said, no, you are worthy. Jeremy, if you look back on the first several Rise Up shows and compare them to now, you will see how far you've come in your walk with Jesus. So is your audience. I feel completely different. I've, I've not really done that yet. I've, I mean, I went back because I was looking for something specific that we did. But I've not, ba- I've not went back and just watched an entire show. And I should do that. I should do that. Thank you, God, for this show. And you know what? I want to thank Antonio Sabato Jr. as well. If any of you follow him on social media, on Instagram, reach out to him and tell him we love him. Because if it wasn't 
for him opening up this 9 o'clock hour and then deciding he has you know other things in life he wants to do and opening up this 9 o'clock hour, we would have never done this. Not like this. So Antonio, if you get this message, thank you. You're a God-fearing, amazing man. And we were lucky to start out LFA TV with you to open up this 9 o'clock hour because you paved the way for this 9 o'clock hour. Because I was like, what am I going to do when he, when he said, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not going to you know, continue on. So what am I going to do? I got to get somebody else for that hour. And God said, here you go. Here's your time. Called me in. I said, are you sure? Got me off the bench. Here we are 156 episodes later. Kitten says, this is my favorite show, period. Mine too. Out of all the shows on LFA TV, this show is far more powerful Far more important than all of them. And that's not to criticize anybody's show. But I mean, come on. Putting, up, putting anything up to God, God wins. I mean, you know. <laughs> Little Mama Lee said, Jeremy, thank you for the message. I needed to be reminded that if they crucified Jesus, why would they not do this? Why would they not do me the same? But because of Jesus, I have the power. Not today, Satan. Amen. Amen. Defund the liberal says, I would never leave this channel. If this show was 24-7, I love this place. Stretcher says, I've been on Rise Up since day one. Now that is a trooper. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you give us a thumbs up. And hey, if you don't share LFA and you don't sign in to share LFA, at least get a Rumble account and sign in to share the gospel. Jeremy, can you and the LFA family please say a prayer for my husband, Dave? He has a lot of doctors. Monday has an ultrasound. Doctor believe he has liver cancer. I'm so saddened. Lord and Heavenly Father, please restore and stay with Dave and his family during this time and minimize whatever they find in him to keep his life long and prosperous in the word of God. Amen. I haven't even started reading our devotionals this morning. Crying like a baby. We're 40 minutes in and I haven't even started. That's God. No matter of fact, I don't think we're going to because I've got too many videos to show you today. I found a video today that I, uh, this morning drinking coffee that I thought that you would absolutely love. Two of them actually. Now, remember when Jesus said... <laughs> Remember when I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. Get ready to have your minds absolutely blown. Let me put my headphones on. I got to hear this again. I got to hear this again. Here we go. Awesome. Everybody knows that Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. But do you know what he was talking about? 
Well, God told Moses to build a tabernacle. The tabernacle was a process into the presence of God for man to enter the presence of God. And it looked kind of like this. Now, I didn't drop it, drop, drop the scale, but I do want to just show you. There was an outer court that you had all these things happening out here, a brazen altar and a, and a wash basin with water. Then you have this door into the holy place. There was a table of showbread and the lampstand and the altar of incense. And then you had the most holy place or the holy of holies. And this is where the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat, this is where the presence of God dwelt. The glory of God filled this place. Well, when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He was talking about this tabernacle. This gate was called the way. This door was called the truth. And this veil, remember this veil that was torn from top to bottom on the cross? This veil is called the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. If you love Jesus, click far, subscribe for more. Unbelievable. So, uh, E. 3 said, God knew this in the beginning, eternal purpose. Oh, do you want me to blow your mind even more? Say, yes, please. Do you want God to blow your mind even more about how we had this all set up from the beginning? Say, yes, please. Because I'm going to blow your mind even more. <laughs> God had it all figured out in the beginning, huh? I got something far more mind-blowing than even that one that I just showed you. But that was incredible, right? The way, the truth, the life, the tabernacle. Come on, people, come on. God had it figured out since the beginning of time. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Come on, people. You ready to get your mind blown even more? The hidden code within the first few words of the Bible. In the beginning. Oh, I'm about ready to blow your mind. Watch this. The story of Jesus is hidden in code within the first word of the Bible. I saw this girl on TikTok break it down a few months ago, and I needed to find out if what she said was true. The first sentence in the Bible is, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So here's the word, Bereshit, written, Bereshit. They read, right to left. So I just took Hebrew alphabet charts and copied them here. Each letter is also a symbol, and each symbol has its own meaning. If we break down each letter, Beit, which means tent, house, the body, the household, or family inside, within, and amid. Rosh is head or most high. Aleph is Adonai, ox, bull, or sacrifice. Sheen is consume, destroy, or El Shaddai. Adonai and El Shaddai are both names of God, and they mean the Lord God Almighty. Yud is hand, finish work, or deans done, and To is covenant or cross. So already we could say the body of the most high was a sacrifice to El Shaddai to finish the work of the covenant through the cross. Now we're gonna break down that there are words within the word. Hebrew is a very poetic language, so there's always something going on. This word is bar, which means sun. Barash means crown. She means gift. And sheet means thorns. Watch this because I swear the Hebrew Bible is a Da Vinci's code. If we make a story out of everything that's on this board, I've included the letters and the words of what each thing would mean. But it says, the body of the son of the most high God was a gift of the covenant with a crown of thorns on his head to be the sacrifice that destroys the deeds done through the cross. You could spin it a hundred different ways and every time it's going to tell you that the entire story of Jesus is Uh, what? <clears throat> now, I have not validated this by going through the Hebrew Bible or the Hebrew alphabet, but I know 
everything she said in there as far as El Shaddai, uh, Adonai being God's names, a Hebrew uh, alphabet reading from right to left, having two meanings, the word and the symbol itself, that's all true. That's all true. So I, like I said, I haven't done what she just did, but I have a feeling that when I do, it will be the same exact thing. Let's go back to it. El Shaddai to finish the work of the covenant through the cross. Now we're going to break down that there are words within the word. Hebrew is a very poetic language, so there's always something going on. This word is bar, which means sun. Barash means crown. She means gift. And sheet means thorns. Watch this because I swear the Hebrew Bible is a Da Vinci's code. If we make a story out of everything that's on this board, I've included the letters and the words of what each thing would mean. But it says the body of the son of the most high God was a gift of the covenant with the crown of thorns on his head to be the sacrifice that destroys the deeds done through the cross. Massive, 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 massive. So you guys want that link? Let me give you that link. I'm going to pop it in the live chat. So be on the lookout. Okay, here it comes. Boom. There it is right there. That link, you're going to want to grab it and save it, okay? So you guys kind of get a, a sense of how I do my Bible studies. My Bible studies are a mix of devotionals that people write pointing to Scripture. My Bible studies are a mix of videos that I see that other people are on their journey with Jesus and they find something. So I want to validate that. And I go to scripture. I go to wherever they're pointing. And, my, and then, of course, obviously my time with God and reading scripture. So I pull all those together and you get rise up. That is my journey with Jesus. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for it's Friday. JL Jazz, you don't have to have Instagram to watch it. If you have Facebook, you can watch it. Instagram and Facebook, you can open the same links. Okay? Mary says, I have a question. The word of the Lord transit, translates to Baal in Hebrew, added in the Bible everywhere. True? I'm... You say Braille or, or, or Baal, like B-A-A-L, the demon. Not... 100% sure on your question, but maybe somebody in there can help you answer it. Can we post it as a rumble link, Jeremy? I can't open it. No, you just grab the link, click it. You just click it with your hand and it should, it'll open up another page for you or hold down on it if you're on your phone and copy it and then put it in your browser and open up or put it in Instagram and it'll open up. Best way to do it. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for, it is Friday. Eli, can you put that link in the comment space so I can copy it in the chat? Oh, you can't copy it in the chat. I'll do that. I'll put it down in the lower comment section so it's, uh, so it's there forever. There you go. I did that for you. All right. It is time for Ray Comfort, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. Now, remember, I am leaving right after my 11 o'clock show today. I'm heading out to Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm driving a nine-hour drive to do this Trump rally tomorrow. I need all of you to watch the Trump rally. We keep getting kind of blacklisted from doing Trump rallies, and we need to show up and show out, meaning we need to have big numbers. I need all of you to watch the Trump rally tomorrow from 4 until 
uh, 8 p.m. Uh, if you don't have to watch the pregame, but the pregame is always the funnest. We're starting that at 4 p.m. The actual rally starts at 6. Myself, Liz Willis, uh, Mike Crispy, and Kevin Smith will be there covering it. Um, so we're going to need all of you to join in tomorrow. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is Living Waters, Ray Comfort, as always. And here is his brand new video. Roll it. Six foot four and in desperate need of the gospel, as you'll see. I always pray that God leads me and guides me to the right people, and he certainly did this day. With me being transgender, I don't think God would accept me this way. I was going to go home today and take my own life, but you Whoa. came here today and you you have saved me from actually doing that. Cause wow. This is going to be powerful, ladies and gentlemen. What's the world's most valuable commodity? Is it gold, diamonds, pearls, silver, oil? I would have to say diamonds. It's actually information. Information. Yeah, because if you've got the information of where the diamonds are or where the gold is or where the oil is, you can be a billionaire overnight. Yes. So information is very powerful. In fact, information can save your life. If you're in a hotel and it's on fire and the thing's filled with smoke and you can't see, but you know you have information which direction the exit's in, that information can save your life. Mm -hmm. There's a knife in my back. I've got three minutes to live. I'm dying. I'm scared of dying because I've done some things that are morally wrong. I've looked at pornography, I've lied and stolen, I've blasphemed God's name, fornicated, and I'm scared silly of going to hell. I've now got two and a half minutes to live. What should I do to enter heaven? There's good in people and there's bad in people, but the good in people outweighs the, the bad in people. What say I've got no good? If you have no good, then... <laughs> oh my, that's a, that's a tricky question. That is a very tricky question. I wouldn't know how to answer that. Diana, you've just shared something with me that's given me concern for your eternal salvation. I'm saying that because I care about you, I love you, I want to make sure I see you in heaven. So I'm going to share the biblical gospel with you because it sounds like you've missed the biblical gospel mm -hmm. so you can be sure of your eternal salvation. Is that okay with you? Yes, that is fine. Okay. Here's a dilemma for you. You're a doctor, in front of you is a patient who looks incredibly healthy. He looks well, he goes to the gym every day. But you know he's deadly sick. He's going to be dead in two weeks because you've seen his x-rays and it shows a poison seeping through his system. You have a cure in your pocket. Do you give him the cure or show him the x-rays? Yeah, I'll give him the cure. He's not going to take it because he thinks he's well. He's healthy. He goes to the gym. He looks fit and healthy. Or if you know what you're doing as the doctor, you will show him the x-rays. You'll make him sweat. You'll make him a little scared. So he'll come to a point where he says, oh, Doc, this is serious. I'm dying. What should I do? Now he's ready for the cure. Now he'll appreciate it and appropriate it. Can you understand that? Yes, I can. Okay. That, that, that makes a lot more sense now. Okay. So, Diana, do you think you're a good person morally? Morally, I would think so, but, you know, with everything. What do you mean with everything? I've read a lot of different scriptures and stuff like that, but with me being transgender, I don't think God would accept me this way. So, you think you're a good person, but you've got some doubts that God may not be happy in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, you are reasonably healthy morally. I'm going to show you the x-rays and they'll really help you. Okay? okay? They may make you sweat a little, may make you a little scared, but it'll prepare you for the good news of the gospel. Now you think you're a good person. How many lies have you told in your life? Way too many. I, I lie too much. Okay. What do you call someone who tells lies? Call him a liar. Yeah. The Bible says lying lips an abomination to the Lord. And the scriptures also say all liars are their part in the lake of fire. Have you ever stolen something? 
I've never stole. I I've stolen a little book, but this was when I was a little kid. I haven't stolen anything since. You told me you'd lie all the time. I can't believe what you just said. <laughs> okay, so you're you're a petty thief. Um, have you ever used God's name in vain? Out of out of frustration and anger, yes. Okay. What you've done is taken the holy name of God. The godly Jews won't even speak because it's so holy, and you've substituted it for a four-letter word that we use beginning with S, to describe human excrement. It's called blasphemy. So serious, it's punishable by death in the Old Testament. Appreciate your honesty. Jesus said, if you look with lust, you commit adultery in your heart. Have you ever looked with lust? Yes and no. When did you last look at pornography? Four years ago. Okay, that's lust. Okay, and Jesus said when you do that, you commit adultery in your heart. So... Diana, here's a summation. This is for you to judge yourself, and I hope it makes you sweat just a little. You've told me you're a lying thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by those ten commandments, we've looked at four, you're going to be innocent or guilty. I will be guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Now, does that concern you? It does. It horrifies me. It takes my breath away. I don't want you to end up in hell. Ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Never have. Very famous. It's saying that God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a criminal who thinks he's a good person, but he's murdered multiple people. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious your crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. This is what we're paying you. And Diana, sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. So that brings us to the good news of the gospel, the cure. Do you know what God did for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? What God did was send His Son, Jesus, down to earth to die on the cross for our sins. Most people know that Jesus died on the cross, but they don't know this. And Diana, this will change everything if you can get a grip of it. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine in full. That's why He cried out, It is finished, just before He died. He was saying, Paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays those fines. He'll say you're guilty, but you're out of here because someone's paid your fine. And it's legal. Well, God can take the death sentence off you because Jesus paid the fine in full, then rose from the dead, defeated death. And Diana, all you have to do to find everlasting life according to the Bible is repent of your sins. You know what that means? It means to turn from all sin and trust in Jesus as your Savior. Now, let me share a Bible verse with you that I'm sure you're familiar with. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 10, it says, Do not be deceived. That's how it begins. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor thieves, nor idolaters, nor homosexuals will inherit the kingdom of God. And so you've got to turn from all sin and cry out, God, create a clean heart in me, and he will. He'll make you a brand new person, born again with a new heart and new desires, so that you long to do that which pleases him. That's the miracle of the new birth. It's your own personal miracle. Anything the Bible says, you'll jump to it because you want to please the God that gave you life. Is this making sense? It is making sense. Have I offended you in any way? You have not. You are speaking, you are speaking realism, you are speaking your mind. I was going to go home today and take my own life, but you came here today and you, you have saved me from actually doing that because I do not want to perish in the world. Can I give you a book that I've written and can I pray with you first before yeah, I give yeah. you a book? I mean, let's bear in prayer. What's your real name? My name is Carlos. 
Father, I pray for Carlos that this day he'll truly repent of all sin and that you'll meet his need and create in him a clean heart, a heart that loves righteousness and that he'll understand the depth of your love expressed on that cross and this day be made a new creature in Christ all because of your love and your kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me get you that book. It's called Scientific Facts in the Bible. And here's a Gospel of John. Looks like a bundle of money, but it's actually the Gospel of John. And Carlos, let me just say something. You believe in the devil? I do. Yeah, he, wants, he wants to take your life from you. And so no more thoughts of suicide. I get them too. You know, I get very strong, disgusting, terrible thoughts. And that's because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So, yield everything to the Lord. And the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Make sense? Makes sense. And then read the Bible daily and you'll never go wrong. Great to talk to you today. You've made my day. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. I was going to go home and kill myself today. But you changed that. God intervened and changed that. And what I thought was interesting about what Ray Comfort did was he used Carlos's trans name to keep dialogue and discussion open. But then at the end, when he said, can I pray with you? He said, can I have your real name? Can I have your real name? And Carlos said, Carlos. powerful show today, huh? Maybe it'll teach us all how to spread the gospel the right way. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in on Rise Up today. Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next, followed by Live from America with yours truly. Then I'm on the road, so that'll be followed up by Unafraid with Mike Crispy. And so on and so on. I love you all more than you know. God bless you. Have a great day. Show me Oh